Thank you for listening. This is Israel Rebound, a podcast joining Jews and others in Nebraska to Israel, exploring the ties that bind us through culture, identity, and current events. I'm Alan Potash in Omaha, and I'm joined with my co-host, Liz Felstrand in Jerusalem. Liz, how are you today? Hi, Alan. Doing great. Great. So, Liz, last week, our last episode, we talked a lot about Jewish identity and the challenges that people have with connecting proudly as somebody Jewish with a strong support of Israel. I walked away from our conversation really trying to understand what it means to be proud as a Jew, as an American Jew, and proud to be a supporter of Israel within the challenges that we have and how complicated things are in Israel and how complicated things are in you know the, the Jewish world in general. Did you walk away thinking anything similar to that? Or what kind of thoughts have you been processing since we had that conversation? I think one of the things that I've been thinking about is, you know, if you and I are on this quest together to to understand and talk to people and learn, um, where exactly is the starting point of that quest? Because a goal of wanting to be a proud and comfortable supporter of Israel might be a goal for for some of us or for some of our listeners. But I think that you and I also recognize that there are people for whom that's not the starting place. And I think that we would very much, at least, I mean, I'll let you speak for yourself, but I, I think that we would also want to to feel comfortable saying that the starting place can also be wanting to to understand and have a balanced, nuanced understanding of what on earth is going on in Israel and how, you know, how did it get to be where it is? Not necessarily with the goal of, right, how do I become a proud supporter of Israel? I am. I personally believe that a person who goes through that process and tries to understand the history um, will find things to be very proud of Israel for. Not only, of course, no history and no country's history is perfect and without flaws. Um, But that's right. That's my personal stance. But what I hope that that everybody could sort of get on the same page and, you know, if people feel otherwise, maybe they'll let us know in the comments. But that that everybody would agree that a, a, a worthwhile goal is to work toward a, a complex and nuanced and and truth with a with a big T understanding of Israel, you know, past and present. Um, I, I, I yeah, I think you you hit on it. Although the big T also could include transparency. So the truth, transparency, honesty, looking at the big picture of not just Israel, but of America and America's history. We, I think we have a tendency today as American Jews to condense everything into something really quick, short, and easy to understand. But if we look at the history of the United States, the history of America, it's very, very complicated. But we just grasp on what it is today. You know, just this past week, um, America changed what used to be called Columbus Day, okay? Recognizing Columbus's discovery of 
of the new world to be Indigenous Peoples Day, recognizing that America itself, the United States is itself, has to change and evolve with how we learn about our history and today. And so you talk about the truth and the complexity of Israel. We want to try and bring as many resources to our listeners, to ourselves as well, on how to address this issue. Uh, it's not easy, but I think you and I have a passion for telling why it's important to believe in Israel as a vibrant country. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's that's a really good point, right? There, there are parallels and there is something to be said for the fact that the United States is a work in progress, right? And, and Israel is also a work in progress. And that's not to make excuses. And that's not to say that either country is exempt from doing the hard work of building a better, more just society. But um, I think that people that are willing to to listen and and learn can, you know, hold that history in one part of their brain and see the progress that's being made in the other part of their brain. Yes, in an ideal world, we'd all like it to be happening faster and have happened sooner and maybe not to have needed to have ever happened at all. But in the real world, the question is, are we as individuals, are the communities that we surround ourselves with and are the, the governments and powers that be in either of these two countries doing that work and moving in that direction? Good point. Um, and we look at the past couple of weeks and we see just how challenging it is for Americans, whether they're Jewish or not, just the the political essence of, of Israel as a country. When we look at the uh, Democratic Party's challenges within itself and how it deals with Israel. Um, the um, We talked about it before about the Iron Dome and how there's a group of people within Congress that do not support Israel defending itself. Huge challenge. There are quite a few people on the left side of the Jewish American spectrum who probably agree with that perspective because they don't understand the value of what Israel's trying to do to protect its people um, within the, the needs for the Iron Dome. Uh, have you seen recently uh, outspoken people about their love and their commitment to Israel in a way that's been unique or um, I would say creative maybe in how they've tried to help people understand why Israel is important to them? I think we have started to see some uh, both celebrities, right, that are already in the spotlight using their celebrity status um, in this way. And also people who have made a name for themselves specifically as Israel advocates. So, you know, you and I talked a little bit about uh, Sarah Silverman, whether one is a fan or not of her, you know, comedy stylings. She, you know, has gone out of her way to to really call out um, others in the media that she feels are not, you know, doing justice and, and giving Israel a fair shake. Um, that's, you know, just one sort of celebrity example. I think there's a list of celebrities, right, that all yeah. signed on to. Yeah, I don't um, have I don't have that list in front of me, but I think you're right. There's there's a lot. It, it It's interesting for some people. It's very easy to pull out things that are important to them about the connection with Israel. Uh, and there are so many on the other side that can just point to all the bad things about Israel. Um, mm -hmm. 
Yeah. And then the other one that uh, we've been talking about a little bit is uh, this young Israeli writer, activist, Chen Mazig, who people can look up on Twitter. That's, I think, his most active platform, uh, who's very articulate and uh, sort of in that Twitter sphere space of catering, really, to that short attention span, actually, of people who want sound bites and, and information that they can sort of digest quickly and simply, but from from the place of wanting to advocate for Israel. So there's somebody who's also, you know, working in that area. I'm sure there are others. Uh, and it's a, it's incumbent upon us, you and me, to find more people and to put them into our podcast, whether as participants or just as resources. But I think we're seeing a conversation taking place where people are beginning to stand up and support Israel because of what it is doing as a, as a country. There's also a lot of criticism. You know, Israel became a, a shining light in the combating of COVID. I shouldn't use the word combating, but in the addressing of COVID-19 and, and how Israel addressed the needs as a country to provide the resources for the country to protect itself in a sense. Uh, and got negative feedback from it because they were taking advantage of the resources they had to protect its people. Uh, And when the concept of the third shot or the booster came out, people were complaining that why why does Israel feel like it should do this when there are others around the world that um, don't have it available to them? So there's things that Israel is doing that's good, and sometimes even when it's good, it gets criticized for the good that they're doing. Right. I mean, look, some of that I would say is just classic anti-Semitism, which is never going to go away. Um, and I don't, I don't know that an end to anti-Semitism is any realistic or rational person's goal. It's just not going to happen, but there's a very big difference between, um, sort of classic, anti-Semitic tropes and people who are not anti-Semitic but are imbibing um, uh, a media story where Israel is always the aggressor and Israel is always the bad guy. And there's a difference between Jews who are not anti-Semitic but aren't sure whether they ought to care about Israel or align themselves with Israel or feel comfortable. Right. So we've talked about that. I am. I think those are very, very different things. And yeah, it's, it's always going to be that when Israel does have its successes, there's going to be somebody saying there was a conspiracy out there that, you know, that's how it happened. So in order for us to be um, supportive of Israel in a way that doesn't, uh, draw on the anti-Semitism piece, meaning that when we advocate in a positive way, somebody's going to be able to find something to throw um, anti-Semit- an anti-Semitic comment at it. So we need to really be uh, mindful of, of that, but also not be afraid of it. Because just to, to your point, anti-Semitism has been around for thousands of years. It's not going to go away. Uh, we need to combat it to the best of our ability by advocating for in our opinion, in my opinion, I shouldn't speak for you, but in my opinion, of being as transparent of how we tell this story about Israel and the American Jewish connection to Israel. 
for sure. For sure. I think I am. Yeah, I think part of the reason why, you know, you and I spend a lot of time thinking about what would we talk about in this podcast? Would we have this podcast? Where would it go? Is because we want it to be very transparent and, you know, giving equal opportunity to all of the different voices that have something to say on this, not all the different voices, okay? But most of the different voices that have something to say on this matter. Um, and yeah, right. That's really important to us to, to be telling a story that um, that is transparent and that makes room for a, a broad range of views. So that's our task. Okay, so we yeah. will we will continue to work on that. I want to bring up the um, the documentary that you shared last week. Was it called the the New Jew? What was it called again? Yeah, and yeah, the New yeah. Jew and Hebrew Ayudiyachadash. Yeah, and the unique nature of that in terms of an Israeli coming and looking at the American Jewish community. Um, you know, is there room for us to look at? In a similar way, um, the Israeli view, the American, the Israeli view of from America, from an American's perspective, does that make sense? Um, yes, an American perspective, looking at Israeli culture, society, surprising things about, yeah, how Israel has changed, the new Israel, right? Yeah, the new Israel. So it made me think of the number of TV shows that are, are movies that are on Netflix that have uh, a voice an Israeli voice, but it's, it's drama. It, they're not documentaries they're, they're made for TV. And uh, in our earlier conversation, you mentioned that Netflix has also started to have a category for Palestinian or Palestine. How, how was that? Palestinian film, I believe is the category that just uh, went up this week. Mm -hmm. So is that competition for space for people that whether or not they, they pick an Israeli show or a Palestinian show? I, uh, my my gut sense would be that there it's not the same audience. It's kind of an either or. I don't know how many people are watching both of these. Maybe I'm wrong. I um I mean there are a number of Palestinian filmmakers who define themselves as such. Right, that is what they are. They are a Palestinian filmmaker, and their goal is to tell the Palestinian story narrative through film. I am um, as one might guess. These films are, are quite one-sided, I would say, and they are not flattering to Israel. And the fact that this exists as a whole category, right, that one, if one wants, could be in sort of a, a bubble echo chamber of only hearing these stories and only seeing these films. It's not that there's hundreds of them. I think there are less than 30 or something films in this category, but that's a lot of movies to watch that all, you know, depict a situation in Israel slash Palestine in a certain way. I um, But, but, it, 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 but it, in my mind, it goes to the positive of the fact that we know that there are multiple narratives about, about Israel, about Palestinians, about the history, you know, just as though there are so many different narratives about American life in general, that the more stories that are out there, are um, open to people's own opinions and 
an understanding of, of the story and of their narratives. I think it's a positive thing. If it's negative about Israel, that's going to happen anyway. But if you look at Fauda, um, I don't know if you watched Fauda at all. But, I didn't uh, watch Fauda, actually. But one of the earlier uh, reports was that Fauda was uh, watched by um, people in, in um, Arab countries as a way of understanding the Israel-Palestinian challenge. So, you know, we'll have to watch some of these uh, shows and get a sense of what what story it tells. Um, right. Look, I think part of the fine line, which you mentioned earlier, talking about, you know, transparency and honesty, and that many of the Israeli selections are drama, right? That's That's a really big distinction. When we're talking about documentaries, that are meant to be telling, you know, a truthful story, but they're willfully leaving out parts of the story that's, you know, gets into some some tricky territory of, of not being transparent and maybe not telling a full story. Um, and I think we need to be critical of that genre more so than we need to be of a drama, which, you know, intelligent adults are meant to realize is in fact a fictional drama. So to go back to your earlier comment about anti-Semitism, so the potential conversation around the documentaries from a Palestinian narrative is important for us to also discuss the transparency of that narrative and making sure that we educate people around what, what the story or the narrative is trying to explain. Tell. I am. Um, yeah, I think that I am. Um, <laughs> look, this goes to so much of what the blessing and the curse of living in this age with internet and access to information and the fact that one can kind of find whatever story one wants, but being able to wade through and know how much weight to give if any, right, to any one of those stories is, can be difficult and is a skill and is a challenge that I hope, you know, to a certain extent, granted, we each have our own leanings and agendas, but is a process that maybe we can be, you know, a sort of honest broker in terms of making people aware of, of what's out there and just different sources of information. Well, I agree completely with you. And that's a, a good place for us to stop for today because uh, we can continue to, you know, work through this challenge. Um, but anything else you want to, to share today before we conclude? I am just wishing everyone well. They uh, are Kenahara, fingers crossed, food, 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 saying here in Israel that we think uh, we have probably made our way through uh, the Delta wave of COVID. And so while we know this is going to be a longer process and there most likely will be other waves right now, we feel like we're in a very good place. Um, and so as they say, usually in other uh, circumstances in Jewish culture, 
soon by you. May you also, you know, I am be done with this wave and feel like you are in a strong uh, place for whatever comes next. That's a, a great way to close today. So thank you all for listening to Israel Rebound and uh, looking forward to future conversations with you, Liz.